I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Take a good hard look at me because I'm on a boat. That's not right. Hello, I'm welcome to Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, the podcast for Matt and Todd. Go see a movie at our local Regal Cinema, and then we talk about it afterwards. In the cold, in the rain, that could be freezing. Also getting lyrics to songs wrong, and all that kind of stuff. And then we try to answer your questions. Should you see this movie? Should you wait? Should you stream it? Should you not care of it? Uh, we hope to answer all of those. I am Todd Dober. And I'm Matt Malloy, and we are smack dab in the middle of some kind of ice storm right now. Yep, it just started full-blown freezing rain. Yeah, it's great. Just what we like to have after, after a movie. Yeah. Some good old freezing rain. <laughs> well, uh, we did see a movie tonight called Death on the Nile. Yes. Right? That's the yes. name of it, right? Yeah, yes. okay. Cool. Um, the next movie in the Hercule Poirot saga. Yes. The first one being Murder mm. on the Orient Express. Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, we watched this and um, there's some people in it, some famous folks. Uh, Kenneth Branagh yeah. is in this movie. As the uh, as the main character, actually, yes, as well as uh, uh, directing the directing, movie and yeah. uh, producing the movie. Um, he also directed Belfast. He's been all over the place. Although I think this year's been this this movie's been done for I think a couple of years and it sat on the shelf for a while. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right about that. Yeah, um, not just for COVID, for other controversial <laughs> reasons, which I will get into later. <laughs> right. I'm sure you will. Um, so there's other people in it, too. Gal Gadot is in this movie, as is uh, Russell Brand. Yep. And Army Hammer is in oh, this movie. Oh, <laughs> careful. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about him. Oh, but I'm going to. Oh, yeah. We, you, you should. I see no reason for you to stop. Um, who, who else? Who um, there's one lady who I recognized. Um, I think her name was Leslie Rose. Okay. So I recognize her from Game of Thrones. All right. She was the, um, first love interest of Jon Snow, where oh, the famous line wow. comes from, you know nothing, Jon Snow. She said that. Okay. But as far as everyone else, I'm not sure if I recognized anyone of a celebrity, high celebrity status that we typically highlight. Okay. But well, I'm going to confirm while you continue talking. Fine. Well, I will say I don't think there's anyone else of celebrity status in it. But you can correct me, and I'll talk about what happens in this movie, which is... There is oh, Annette Benny. Did we? Even oh, I miss saying her name. I thought of her, but I forgot to say her. Sorry, Annette Benning. I'll owe you, you uh, five dollars, three quarters. Because I did quarters. think of your name. Seventy-five cents. Mm. Yeah. All right. That's the going rate for getting someone's name wrong. Well, <laughs> I didn't. Someone. I just forgot her. I didn't get her name wrong. Oh, okay, that's fair. If I called her Annette Booning. Then I her five dollars. Oh, okay. There's one other person. I don't. I so I'm calling this person 
maybe not quite celebrity famous, but she's going to be. Okay. Uh, she was um, Shuri in Black Panther and the Avengers oh, movies. Right. And soon to be coming back for Black Panther 2. Right. So. And she was the niece of the singer. Yes. Yes. Okay. She did look familiar. All right. And what's her name? Oh, boy. Oh, come on, Todd. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to pronounce anyway, but let me get there. Um, oh, I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to feel real bad. Okay. It's not that bad. Letitia Wright? I think it's Letitia. Letitia? I think that's correct. Wow. All right. I think it's right. I mean, I, I'm going to believe you. I, my, in my mind, I don't know where the sh sound comes from. Letitia. Letitia. Right, Letitia. I think Leticia. it's Letitia. I could be wrong. L-E-T-I-T-I-A. Right. For, for those listening at home. You yeah. can let us know. Yeah, let us know if we got it Please right. Please comment. And also, I mean no disrespect for her. If I said it wrong, I owe her $5. Right. And if I said it wrong, I owe her $5. So mm. someone is owing her $5. Just just come on our podcast to claim it. <laughs> Letitia or Letitia Wright. Okay, thank you. And uh, this movie is about a murder on the Nile. Mm-hmm. And um, our famous uh, detective, say it again, you say it so well, Todd. Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. The famous French detective who we get a little backstory about his mustache in this movie. Yes. I was, <laughs> oh, well, I'll talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, why he has a mustache. Um, yeah, so we get introduced to a whole cast of characters. This is this is your your typical Agatha Christie. This is based on another Agatha Christie novel um, of the same name of of the same name, right? Yeah. Just like Murder on the Orient Express. Correct. Um, so you've got this whole bunch of of interlocking characters um, who are going to be somehow trapped together, and someone's going to get murdered, and we're going to have to find out what happened. Uh, and the only way to do that is with the world's greatest detective who happens to be on the scene. Yes. So, um, and I'm not talking about Batman. Some people <laughs> think he's the world's greatest detective. Mm. He's not. I don't know. Hercule Poirot is on top of it. Yes. All right. So, so you've got a number of different uh, characters. I'm going to try and name them all. Good Lord. Good, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. So you've got the detective himself. You've got his friend um, and his friend's mom. They're both there. His name is Book, and his friend's mom's name is Mrs. Book. Sure. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um, we've got a singer and the singer's niece, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they're there. Mm -hmm. And we've got a lesbian couple who are outed in the course of this movie. Um, older ladies, and one of them is the aunt of uh, Al Gadot's character. Yeah, I was say, I can't even remember her name. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got Gal Gadot's character, and Army Hammer is married to her. And <laughs> there's a former love interest of Army Hammer's character. 
<laughs> and uh, we've got the accountant for Gal Gadot's character. Yes. And we've got the doctor, a, a doctor. Uh, yes. Specifically associated with Gal Gadot's character. Previous fiance. Previous fiance. Of Gal Gadot's character. Right. And, uh... Well, and yes, it's as awkward as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we've got, uh, the, the maid servant person of Gal Gadot's character. Yes. What's her name from Game of Thrones? Right. And the, uh, I think that's it, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's various, like, crew members of this ship that you don't ever get to see or find out anything about. They're just kind of there. And they never talk. No. <laughs> so, um, no, the captain talks once. Yeah. Someone comes and gets Hercule one time. <laughs> like she's, right. She just busts in and is like, Mr. Pierre, Pietro! And then that's it. Yeah. Um, so those are the main characters and, um, several of them end up dead. I'm not going to tell you which ones. Um, but basically a crime is committed. Gal Gadot's character is killed. I'll tell you that much. And that's the big murder that we're trying to solve here. Um, and yeah, that's, that's where I'm going to leave it. Nice. I'm going to say that's, that's Very what good it's job. about. And Todd, please tell us your thoughts about Murder on the Nile. Uh, death on the Nile. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um, I I really like this movie. I, I like the first one. Uh, and this one was a different experience for me because uh, I've read Murder on the Orient Express. And by read, I mean I listened to. But same thing today. Um so, going into that movie, you know, like, I had the knowledge, you know, I knew what was going to happen, kind of. I mean, obviously, they changed a couple of things here and there, but I knew the gist of it. Going into this one, I didn't know the gist of it. I hadn't read the book, so I was, uh, you know, I like a good whodunit that's, like, really sharp and good to me. Like, and I thought this was a very sharp movie. It's... Very stylistic as far as like cinematography and the sets and the designs. And I, I, I thought the acting was very well. I mean, there were people in this movie who I was like, oh, I don't know about that kind of acting or whatever. Like Russell Brand. I was like, what's he really bringing to the, the table here? But I thought he did a good job. Like, and uh, there's no one who I think does a bad job in this movie. However, we have to talk about Army Hammer. <laughs> and. Not only was it COVID that delayed this movie, it's Army Hammer himself uh, also delayed this movie. And it, to me, the beginning of the movie, it's very noticeable that they were trying to edit around him. Like, there were scenes where, for long stretches of time, he shot from the back. Like, obviously, there were two cameras going to get both people's reactions during a conversation or whatever. Right. And they would just, even though he's talking, he's the focal point, they, would, they kept on the person he's talking to. And I, it just played kind of weird to me, and I'm like, that has to be because they were trying to really... Like, there's some scenes in the movie that they could not get him out of, or they could not change the angles, stuff like that. But some of the beginning scenes, I'm convinced, of this movie, that they just they felt a little wonky to me, and, and like, okay, well, this character's talking, why am I focusing on this character? Because it's not anything big that they're talking about. Like, you don't need a reaction shot. Right. They just were trying to downplay Army Hammer. Now, if we're to get up into some gossip here, 
the reason Army Hammer has at this point been blacklisted from Hollywood and a lot of coming out Hollywood Insider Todd Dover. From what I heard and have read, uh, he is into cannibalism, which in this day and age where everyone's getting in trouble for kind of being a crappy human being, but being like a sexist crappy human being, this one seems to come out of left field. Uh, a, a very rich aristocrat family he comes from, and we've got these previous kind of girlfriends and flings coming out and being like, yeah, he's kind of into cannibalism. <laughs> Which is just weird. Like, I, it's like, it, okay, it's sad. And if anyone was actually hurt during all this mess, I'm sorry that that happened. But it's fascinating to me, like, that this is what we're dealing with. Like, um, that this is happening. So, anyway, the fact that he's, like, had all these stories come out about him and stuff like that delayed the movie again, not just because of COVID. And they tried to edit him out where they could. Obviously, um, they didn't reshoot the movie because I guess they don't have that kind of money. So they just did what they could. Um, whereas, like, what's that movie that had... Uh, um, there's a movie that came out a couple years ago that had a discre- uh, Kevin Spacey in it. And yeah. they ended up reshooting almost the entire movie to get him out of it. I can't remember what right. it's called. So, anyway, that I thought that was going to play bigger into things that I found awkward about the movie, but it, it's only really in the beginning, and then I, n- I never truly noticed it again. Um, but maybe I just was so into the movie that I, I might have missed stuff. So um, so that's Army Hammer. Take that information how you will and apply it to wherever you feel like you need to. <laughs> um, so back to the movie. Uh, again, I, I thought this was a, a good movie. I, I, I thought the script was really good. Like, I thought the dialogue in the movie was like, I've already said it again, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, I've already said it, but dialogue is very sharp in this movie. I thought scenes played very well. Some of them went fast. Some of them drag on, but dragged on, but they were, they were good. Like, cause the dialogue was tight. The acting was really good. And honestly, I thought Kenneth Branagh was amazing in this movie. Like there's, and I think what I really liked about this movie is that it's not it's not just this murder mystery. It's almost it's a character study of Hercule Poirot in general. Like you get to find out more about him, you get to find out why he has a mustache, like <laughs> you get his history, you get why kind of like kind of you you get why he is the way he is and you you start to what you start to see in the movie is that it's 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 a burden like he he is you know older and he's feeling a lot a lot of burden now for what he does and uh you know you find out kind of why he is the way he is and all this kind of stuff and i thought all that was fascinating i I loved every second of getting to know his character more because murder on the orient express you're just introduced to him and you're off to the races. There's no backstory except for a couple of lines of people talking about his, he's the greatest detective ever. This, this movie, you get some backstory, you get to understand his past. And I was all about it. Um, so, you know, besides the army hammer thing and, and, and some weird editing here and there, I don't have really anything truly negative to say about this movie. Like I, I was engrossed. I was, like I always do for every movie that's a mystery. I'm like pointing out what I think is going to happen and all that kind of stuff. And if you get me doing that for the entire movie, you got yourself a win there. 
of me trying to figure out what's happening. Um, I will say I guessed, I guessed half of the ending. Um, but I was satisfied and, and happy with the twisty turns that come. I thought there was a, a fair amount of twisty turns and they all played really well. Um, obviously we won't talk about them, but I thought they were pretty good. So I, I'm, I, I had a pleasant experience with this movie and I enjoyed it. So I think you should see this in theaters if you have the chance. It's, it's a good, if you like a good murder mystery, boom, here you go. If you like just well acted movies and tight dialogue and stuff like that, boom, here you go. Like totally worth it to me. And, and I think it should be totally worth it to you to see this in, uh, in the theaters. So that's where I'm going to stop it. And Matt, that's, that's where I'm going to start it. This is where you begin. Yes. So uh, I agree with a lot of what you say. I think, you know, we had a nice movie here. It was nice, nice scenery. We got some Egyptian themes and so on and so forth. Got some, some nice Egyptian, uh, uh, what do you call it? Landmarks. Landmarks. That's what yeah. I mean. Yes. You got a Sphinx. You got a, some pyramids, some pyramids and stuff. And got the weird, um, um, I can't remember what it's called. The stuff that's carved into the, the hill. Oh yeah. Pharaoh yeah. sitting or whatever. I don't know. Right. Um, we'll just call it the stuff that's carved into the hill on this podcast. And, uh, yeah. Acting. Good. Story, good. Uh, twisty turns, good. Um, I think I think what we have is a good movie. What I don't think we have is like a great movie. Mm. Um, to me, I thought that, that the ending was... So when I look at a murder mystery, I want to... Uh, I, like you, I like to try and guess along with the movie and mm -hmm. see what's going on. Um, the type of ending, which I won't describe too much, but I'll say the type of ending that they employed during the big reveal was a type where you could never really guess what's coming. I yeah. mean, you can guess part of it like you did. True, yeah, yeah. But, I, I would agree with that. Um, but I think that's also, if, if memory serves, that's how the book goes to, where like, you're part of these conversations that Hercule has with people and stuff like that, but yeah. you never get to know what's really going on in his mind. Like, there's not a part where he's journaling or whatever, or he's having conversations with himself. Like, um, and I guess in general, I think that could play pretty weird on the screen. Cause sure. you, I mean, I, I do agree with you. It's one, it's pretty abrupt. Cause you just never know when he gets there. Like you never know when he figures it all out. He just kind of starts. And you're right. Like, Whoa. Okay. Right. So, um, so uh, to me, that detracts a little bit. Um, I, it's just a stylistic thing and it's a preference thing for me, I'm sure. Um, I am a big Gal Gadot fan. I always like to see her pop up in things. So, yay about that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I thought I thought the thing about about uh, Hercule Perrault's mustache at the beginning was pretty weird. It was a little strange. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, I don't even know if that stuff's in the book or true. Yeah. It just was like kind of there. Yeah. And at first, it was like 
I guess what I liked about it is that at first it was kind of like, it was played kind of like a cheeky thing of like, here's why he has a mustache. And you're like, ha ha ha, okay. And then as the movie develops and you you start to learn more about Hercule Puro's life, it's almost like the mustache takes on a life of its own. And without talking about the ending, I think there's there's a there's a big change in Hercule that happens that I think is, is it was a nice journey to see. Yeah. In general. So. Um, so yeah, I'll say, yeah, if you're, if you're looking for a good murder mystery, this is a good one to watch. Um, and if you want to see it in the theater, that's fine with me. I don't think you have to. Um, I'm sure it'll be out on streaming already. Yeah. Sooner rather than later (laughs) at this point. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's where I'll leave it. Pretty simple. Um, I thought it was good. Not great. But uh, uh, a fine example of a, a murder mystery. Nice. Yeah. Well, Matt. Yes. Um, how many? How many kites would you give this movie? Oh. Which a kite comes into play near the beginning of the movie. Right. In a kind of weird scene that you're like, what? And then it's kind of more explained later in the movie. You're like, oh, well, that makes sense now. Yes. So, obviously, five being the best because then you got five kites, and that seems like maximum fun. Yeah. Uh, zero kites means life sucks. Like, I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know what else to tell you. You got no kites. Yeah. You got no fun. Mm. Well, uh, I'm going to say that this is a, this is a three-kite movie. Um, three kites out of five, uh, like I said, good, not, not great. Um, but there's a lot of good things about this movie and there's really, I don't think there's, there's really any downside other than the small preference thing that I, I mentioned. Sure. Um, but to really get into that great category, I think you would have had to have, you probably would have had to have something more original. I think. This this felt like I, not having read the book, I don't know, but I'm willing to sure. give the benefit of the doubt that the book kind of constrained how the story was going to play out a little bit, and I I guess I don't feel like it was that great of a story. Yeah, and uh, not, still good, but not great. So, three kites from me. Three kites. Um, so I'm gonna land on a three point nine, mm. and. I think what elevates it for me is the performances. Like, I thought, you know, I would say everyone did an okay to good job. But then there was a couple that I thought did really well. Like, I thought Russell Brand did a lot better than I ever gave him credit for. And then Kenneth Branagh, I thought, just hit it out of the park. Like, there are scenes where, like, you know... They're just scenes where he's talking about his past and he gets choked up and it kind of choked me up too. Like, I mean, he like mm. really brought powerful performance in, in this movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to land on a 3.9. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd go to the movies where we reviewed death on yeah. the Nile yeah. and uh, we gave it 3.45 kites out of five. Um, five being the best, of course. Mm. And, um, 
that's a good rating. Uh, so I, I, I think we're both on the same page with, yeah, yeah, watch this movie. If you like movies, if you like, you like mystery movies. Yeah. If you like Kenneth Branagh. If you like Gal Gadot, apparently. Yeah. Is it Gadot? I thought it was Gadot. I thought it was Godot. I mean, I don't know. Gosh. So much, so much. We're going to uh, need correction again. So I, much I pronunciation. I thought I heard that going on, but I don't you know. You probably have. I'm probably, I probably am a fan who doesn't even know how to say her name. Sorry, gal. You're probably a bigger fan than I am, so maybe you know, and I'm the one who's just casting off like, man, whatever. Yeah. Well. One of us owes you five dollars <laughs> if you want to come on the podcast to collect. Yes. <laughs> man, we're going to go broke giving out money from, from well, hopefully none of these people collect well if they it'll all it'll only be five at that time right. they're gonna start a group and collect at the same <laughs> time right. just to screw us it'll heard be... you've been talking trash about our names it'll be <laughs> worth it money. it'll be worth it <sighs> all right well uh yes so thank you listeners for listening to this podcast clicking download subscribing to our podcast so you get every episode delivered right to your device as soon as we release it. Yeah. Right to your ear. Right to your ear. Right to your brain. Mm. Yeah. Well, yes. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Da-da-da-da. Da-da. Da-da-da. Da-da-da.